Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Shenanacast. I'm your host, Sinstaku, and with me today is... One of you. <laughs> uh, Pookie. And... Units. Yay, also known as John, Holly, and Austin. Um... So we do not have a shadow course today. He is feeling sick. And we're also doing something slightly different. Uh, you, you should notice a difference in the audio quality for the Shenanacast today because we are doing it via Skype. Um, so as opposed to three people sitting around a microphone, sometimes being heard, sometimes not being heard, we have two people sitting around one microphone and one person on his own. Uh, I'm going to see, going to see, going to see. Is the loneliest number. Says you. I'm rocking this bitch. Anyways, um, we are uh, we we are going to be uh, we be trying this out and seeing what, seeing what it's like and, and seeing how it works. So uh, please feel free to give us a feedback your feedback on uh, at uh, foundationfilms at gmail.com. So today uh, was a very sad day. Um, I woke up this morning to news that last night David Bowie had passed away um, at the relatively young age of sixty nine. Um, due to uh, he, he finally succumbed to what had apparently been a year and a half long battle with liver cancer um, which is very sad like I actually I I uh, at, at work I normally listen to um, I normally listen to music while I work I just like I have instrumental music playing in the background and today I just in, instead I, I had Pandora turn to David Bowie channel so I was listening to David Bowie and, and some other musicians all day. Um, and apparently all of the world was too. Uh, Twitter Twitter quite literally exploded uh, it, today. It's not hard to listen to David Bowie songs. It's I not. was looking up a discography earlier. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that was David. I didn't know that was David. <laughs> David <laughs> Bowie wrote the 80s. He did. David Bowie was, was, was huge. Um he did actually I listened to uh, earlier today uh, Katie and I listened to a uh, recording of an a cappella version of Under Pressure by Queen recorded where it was David Bowie and Freddie Mercury singing Under Pressure um which was quite amazing I have to say um but... stop making thud noises I'm sorry <laughs> I like to fiddle with things Yes but when you fiddle with things you don't drop them on the desk with the mic repeatedly you're the one that broke the nunchuck pins. <laughs> Anyways, sorry. That's okay. So I, I, and you know, it, it made me think, as it always does, whenever uh, a celebrity that I that I love passes away, passes away, it made me think about um, the impact that artists have on society, on on people. Um, it made me think about a lot of things, and actually, I actually did uh, sat down and, and wrote a blog post. Uh, about that very thing um in uh on on the final on the blog on financialfilms.com um and especially david bowie david david like this has been a really poor beginning of the year of 2016 because we we've lost we lost uh wayne rogers um who played trapper john mcintyre on mash the last day of december um he didn't. He didn't quite make it to. Uh, he didn't quite make it to 2016, um, and then you know now, you know, 11 days in, we lose David Bowie. Um, so I, who's next? Because it always comes in threes. Well, we also lost Lemmy um, from uh, um, uh, 
band. I'm going to get yelled at because I can't think of the band, but uh, uh, another musician. Um, what are you guys dragging around? Because I can hear it. Sorry. <laughs> Motorhead. Motorhead, that's right. Thank you. Um, but yeah, uh, it's been particularly different, and, and, and I wrote about this in the in the blog because where Mash and David Bowie and and a lot of other musicians, but David Bowie was one of the big ones, were very instrumental in my sort of developmental years. Um, and particularly David Bowie taught me like again I wrote about this, but he taught me to not let other people use my fear against me. Uh, he, he taught me to own that, to make it my own. Um, and especially with, 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 with major Tom, particularly when I, when I, I remember when I first really got what space odyssey was talking about and what the other songs with major Tom in them were talking about how that was his way of telling people about his own demons, his own fears, his own troubles, uh, and relating that to us via song that, you know, sort of really affected the way I present myself, the way I, I, I move myself, the way I, the way I approach life very directly, very distinctly. Um, and I know I've been talking a lot, so I'm going to, sh I'm going to shut up and, and let's, let's hear uh, the perspective of the other two people on the, on the, on the podcast. <laughs> Um, to be honest, I did not know much about, I mean, I w I've always been aware of David Bowie. Um, the, the thing I knew him from best was Labyrinth because mm -hmm. that was, that was the movie and he was great at that. Um, and honestly it wasn't until, until pretty recently that I started realizing a lot of songs. There's a lot of artists that I am completely unaware of. Uh, what was it? A, a couple months ago, um, you were shocked because not only did I not know who Sticks was, <laughs> but you played like three Sticks songs for me. Like I've never heard these before. Yeah, classic American rock that almost everybody in America has heard. You somehow managed to never hear. William and I went spent the rest of the night just playing stick songs on my laptop, and he hadn't heard of any of them. Wow. Had he heard Snowblind? Did you guys play Snowblind? Uh, I think, yeah, we did. Ah. Oh. Never heard. Wow. So, um, David Bowie, on the other hand, I didn't <clears throat> know that he wrote all these songs. But I'm just like, let's listen to some David Bowie songs. Oh, I know that song. Oh, I know that song. I've heard that song. Um, he seems to have one of the biggest influences he's had is his music is used uh, um, in a lot of movies. I realized as backing tracks. Also, video stuff. games. The man who and sold the man who sold the world was used extensively in uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. As a matter of fact, apparently um, Kojima was a fan. Yeah. <clears throat> so he did a lot of music that is there you know it, it's not necessarily i heard it from cds but I've, I've heard so much of his music from different things yeah um in addition to of course david bowie and labyrinth because that hair <laughs> but the other thing about david bowie is um you know when i was looking at pictures of him he his style was he, he actually had an evolutionary style he wasn't like michael jackson where it's the hat and the glove or, you know, Elvis with the ridiculous studded suit. 
That didn't come until after he started getting old and fat, though. <laughs> oh, no, but it, but it's what you know him as wearing. I, I know him as wearing the, the leather jacket and jeans, but that, yeah. that, that's me. <laughs> but David Bowie, despite always being very different looking, like he, he never looked normal. He always had a very distinctive style. But he somehow managed to adapt his style so it was always fitting to the time he was in. He, he ages very well. He managed to be influential, influential not only in kind of a decade, but just his, his music evolved a lot. Oh, yeah. His music and his style and his, his presence uh, changed with the times. He, he was, I, I believe that one of the phrases was that not only was his music art, but he himself was art. Uh, was, a, was a quote I read today. What about you, Holly? Uh, for me, David Bowie was, he was one of those people who's just everywhere. I mean, he's on the radio or he's on the television. He was one of the few musicians that was really well known who was actively in movies. And um, actively good in movies. Yes, <laughs> and, and not just because of his singing, but because of his acting as well. He, he had a very diverse range. And I was, like I said earlier, I was very surprised. I, I was not on social media today, so I did not realize he died until you guys were talking about this. Yeah. And uh, I, I mean, I remember him growing up as a child watching Labyrinth was, of course, my first introduction. But my father loved David Bowie, so I grew up listening to his music as well. Yeah. So he was a really big part of my childhood, and that just... That makes me very sad that he's he's no longer with us. Like I said, it's 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 one of those things you don't really realize until you sit back and think about how uh, people like David Bowie affect our lives. Um, mm -hmm. And that's I think that's really what I want to talk about for for this for this episode of the podcast. In addition to talking about uh, uh, you know David Bowie who who just passed away, there's many people who have already passed away who have been gone. And who affected our lives in 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 ways that you again, you don't really realize until you think back. Until I until I still still until I really started taking sort of introspective looks at myself, I didn't realize how much Mash had influenced my life growing up. Um, Mash the the for, for those of you who may not know, because there are apparently people that don't know, Mash was a very very extremely popular television show uh, that. Uh, about the 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 Korean North South Korean uh, conflict. It, it's um, an older show, though. Was it seventies? It, yeah, it was set. It was made in seventies. It was made. It, it it was started in. It was started in um, protest, effectively, of the Vietnam War. So it started during Vietnam, uh, and it ran for eleven years. Yeah, it was uh, an, an eleven season show about a, a seven year war. A three year war. Three year war. Yeah, because uh, it was about it was about the Korean conflict. Which only lasted three years, um, but it was it wasn't it, it, time didn't really flow in Mash. Mash was a it was a series of excerpts from the, from over the three years. Like if you if you add up the number of episodes to it, it's less than three years uh, in episodes. Even though the show went for three years, uh, or so sorry, the show went for eleven years. Um, but it it taught me a lot of things, and one of the things that it really taught me was to hate 
war. I, I like that 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 war is not pretty. It's not noble. It's not glorious. Um, it is it, it 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 is, and death is not something to welcome. Uh, it's something to fight, to resist, to struggle against, and that. In addition to a lot of other things that that influenced my that have influenced my um my 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 uh, thought process, the way I behave, that is well, a very big part of me. Well, Hawkeye was specifically was a very philosophical character in regards to he 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 had a very, well not the he had, he had very strong a very Opinions. strong infinitive morality. Yeah, and 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 it was actually um, there's there's actually an episode I can't think of the name of the episode, but he's uh, a patient that he's working on is is suddenly stops his heart stops beating and he gets up on top of the patient on the on the on the table and and starts you know beating on his chest to to try to get his heart starting again, and the phrase the the line is come on, don't let the bastard win. Um, and then a character uh, uh, later in the scene, or, or later in the, in the next scene, asks uh, another character, you know, what what did he mean by that phrase? Who was he talking about? And the response was death. He 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 does not like to lose to death. He will fight death at every turn. That's why he's a doctor. Um, and that was Hawkeye's character. But Wayne Wayne Rogers was Trapper John McIntyre, who was who was basically for the first three seasons was Hawkeye's best friend and roommate. And who also approached uh, the series with that very same personality, and he sort of he was the foil to 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 Pierce in many ways. In that, um, when when Pierce couldn't let go, he was there to help him. Um, and and then B.J. Honeycutt, who replaced him later in the series after Wayne Rogers left the series uh, after season three, did filled out the same role. But that show was very influential to me, and and along the same lines. So was David Bowie. So has been so many other people that have passed. Uh, Freddie Mercury, another we talked. I, I talked about him earlier. Um, another person who was uh, sort of embodied, zealously living life to the limits. Um, who didn't tell people he was sick until three days before he died, um, because he didn't want people to worry about him. He didn't want people to remember him as sick. He wanted them to remember him as alive, and I think David Bowie was very much the same way, um, which is why I, I don't think anybody knew that he was battling cancer for a year and a half now. Um, and he, in fact, uh, I don't know if you've heard it, Holly, uh, but he released an album not too long ago. Yeah, Black um, Star, two yeah. days ago. Two days ago, yeah. Because he he yeah, knew that I... his battle with cancer was coming to an end. He wanted uh, he wanted his final album to come out around the same like to be a finale album yeah. I, I had i had no idea that it had come out yeah um and that is what i was talking about earlier that sort of david bowie is the very definition of fearless um and not not that he has no fear but that he does not let his fear rule him and he never did um, at least not in, not musically, not artistically, um, 
which is why, as we were talking about earlier, his his art style was so changed with the times. His outfits were ridiculous and out there and, and exacerbated and and all because he didn't not 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 necessarily that he didn't care, but that he wasn't going to let his fear of ridicule, his fear of being made fun of or being a being a you know a, uh, the butt of a joke stop him from making his art uh, and that is something you know, I think we can all learn from but me in particular you know sort of really <laughs> really took that lesson uh, but uh, like I said like I was saying earlier it's not it's while while we are you know remembering David Bowie. This is also about other people who have influenced us, other people who have who have who through their example we have become stronger individuals as a whole. And Holly, uh, is there anybody you can think of that that falls into that line? I'm sure uh, there there is definitely um, an actress that falls in that line. One who's passed away. Yes. Uh. Um, uh, Shirley Temple. Actually, yep. I, I thought you'd be able to tell us. Um, she was, I'm, I'm obsessed with her. I, I've read the books she's written. She was so much more than just a child star. Um, there was so much more to her. And in fact, like not many people really know more about her later years. She became ambassador She to s- several different countries. She was highly involved in politics and she was a nurse at some point um helping out with the war she just she wanted to be everywhere and to help everyone and just her need to reach out beyond show business and through show business it just it really inspired me to get into acting myself um she was very big into the tap which is what i took when i was younger and she was just such an inspiration to me and her strength that she, um, when she was younger, there was actually an assassination attempt made on her during a performance. And she knew it was happening and she kept performing the entire time. And she actually passed away very recently, too. She did. I think it was about a year and a half ago. 2014. Yep. Um, she, she had lived a very long, full life. But she was a huge throughout my entire life. And also, that's how I really bonded with um, both of my grandmothers, was we bonded through her. And uh, that she got me into old movies and even movies beyond when she was just a child star. I really enjoyed the movies where she was older that really not many people know about. She was in the original Seabiscuit Mm-hmm. Um, she was just such a talented actress, but I, I always thought it was so sad that once she hit the certain age, no one wanted her anymore. She was actually, um, she was the 27th United States ambassador to Czechoslovakia, mm-hmm. uh, under George H.W. Bush. Um, she was the 18th chief of protocol in the United States, uh, under Gerald Ford. And also under Gerald Ford, she was the ninth ambassador to Ghana were the three political positions that she held uh, in her life. And that was, that was uh, 1989 to 1992, 
for the first one, 1976 to 1977 for the second one, and 1974 to 1976 for the third one. So I was, I was going backwards there, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she, she never slowed down, and she never let what happened to her in show business stop her in any way. Yeah, uh, she was definitely a, a very strong woman, and and not one that people talk about. Like when 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 you talk about actresses that that inspire you, that's not one of the more common ones. I mean, when you think of her, you think of the cute movies when she was little, but that's not like those are cute, but that's not what I really remember her for. I remember her for everything afterwards. She and how a, she handled. She was also a very, she was also a big leader in in speaking about breast cancer. As a matter of fact, wasn't she? Yes. Um, cause she had a a radical mastect- mastect- mastectomy mm-hmm. um, from her own breast cancer in uh, what was it? It was seventy uh, two. Yeah, it was in the seventies. Um, and again, that's that's another person that I would definitely qualify as as fearless. That 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 kind of person that is not going to let what, what scares her stop her. Um, Which is a very good quality to have. How about you, Austin? Is there anybody you can think of? Um, well, they, they died a little bit longer ago. Uh, it was right at the beginning of high school, but, um, one person who I found very influential, uh, would be Mr. Rogers. Um, from, from the standpoint of an individual who uh, made a TV show and, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a children's TV show, but to the, the seriousness that he had for children's television and using television as a medium to educate and to help people um, and the the honesty that he had um, because every time you, you see Mr. Rogers, he was the same person. He was consistent. He was humble. He, ha- he had a passion for what he did. Um, it was funny once uh, candid camera got, they were doing their bit and Mr. Rogers walked into their scenario and he behaved quietly, humbly. It, it was, the exact sort of persona when caught on a surprise camera. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort, sort of that, I, this is who I am. Um, I don't need to be any different. I don't need to be rock star famous. I can wear my, my sweater vest and my sneakers and just be myself. And, and be a, be a some someone simple and still make a big difference by doing that. Yeah, he he passed away in two thousand three. Um, yeah, which was yeah. And, start. And and I, I definitely agree. Um, he was he, he reminded me a lot of again going back to Mash. Uh, Father Mulcahy, uh, the the actor that played Father Mulcahy, was very much that same character. Yeah. Um, quiet, studious. Uh, one of the one of the one of the. In, in Alan Alda's one of Alan Alda's autobiography, he talks about, um, and I can't think of the actor's name for the life of me right now, but um, he talks about Father Mulcahy in one in one one episode where uh, they were shoving a lot of people into a jeep uh, to to try to set a world record, and uh, 
the, at the end of the scene, Father Mulcahy he gets sort of pulled out, and he's been at the basically he's been at the bottom of the jeep the whole time, um, underneath these like seventy five people, uh, and they couldn't do it all in one take, so he was in the jeep for a long time, and uh, Alan would would go over and check on him uh, and make sure he was okay, and he's like, oh no, I'm 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 fine. I'm just in here with my copy of Ulysses. Uh, <laughs> reading reading Ulysses in the bottom of the jeep while waiting for mm-hmm. for his cue to come out um like off off camera offset between just him and the other actors he was very much the same type of person that he was portraying um and uh i often i often thought if 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 there was a father Mulcahy he like uh, a pastor in my area i probably would have gone to church more um because he 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 wasn't just he wasn't just a Christian. He was a Christian minister and behaved like a Christian minister should. Mm. Uh, he, he was very, his character and, and the actor as well were very Christ-like. And Mr. Rogers was, was also an ordained yeah. Presbyterian minister. And I, who, would, I would describe him as Christ-like well, as well. Yeah, uh, he, he, his ministry actually, he became ordained as Presbyterian minister and uh, they said, your, your current mission, your, what you are doing to help children get through tough time, to learn things, that, that he would discuss the things he would do. He would. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he, would, he wouldn't just teach children, you know, reading, writing. He would be like, okay, this is what death is. Yeah. This is coping with death. Mm-hmm. Because four-year-olds sometimes have to cope with death. Yeah. And Mr. Rogers said, no, we need... The producer's like, how, how are we going to you know, do, a, do a kid show about death? And it's like, we need to. Yeah. Because this is, this is something that we as a society don't talk about with the kids. And then when it happens, it, they don't know what's coming. Interestingly enough, it's something we as a society don't really talk about as adults either. No. Um, it's very everybody, – everybody's sort of afraid to broach the subject uh, to talk about it because everybody – as a society, we are afraid of pain. Um. And that's not uncommon. That's not unreasonable. That's not something to be ashamed of. But I do agree that it is it is necessary to talk about, and that's that's, and that's why we're talking about it here. Uh, as much as it, it, it like it, whenever I discuss death as a reality, it sort of messes with my mind. Um, you, listeners may have noticed I'm not quite as energetic as I normally am, um, and and. It, it's very easy. It's the easiest thing in the world to send me into sort of a depressive spiral. Um, is talking about death, and but it's important, and I th- I feel like it's an important conversation to have, especially now, especially today. Um, and 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 also to go back and touch on something, I've I've now described two people as Christ-like on this pa- on this podcast. Uh, listeners, I'm agnostic, so. Take that to heart. Uh, <laughs> um, I do not throw that phrase around. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 find, I also find it interesting that, that all of us have, as competitive as the three of us are, and the three of us are very competitive. Um, Pr- primarily you and I. Holly is uh, super competitive too. <laughs> yeah, that's a lie. You yeah. about to say? I'm about giving to say. him a look right now. About to she's say. competitive in a different way. No, she's not. <laughs> she, 
She, she's not as aggressive talk over other people. No. She's not but as I'll shank you. <laughs> this is true. She's not as loud, but she will stab bitch if she needs to. <laughs> Even if I don't need to, I'll do it. <laughs> but I find it interesting that as competitive as the three of us are, um, the people that we talk about, that we're talking about now, that we look up to are advocates of peace, advocates of, of cooperation, and of, of, of being kind to one another, of being good people. Um, and I'm, I, I don't know if, on my part, at least, the reason I'm so, I'll admit it, aggressive. I can be very aggressive. And I'm, I, I, I often wonder if it's not because I know I will not be as good as the people that I look up to, if that sort of subconsciously makes me more aggressive, or if it's that I just get frustrated that other people don't, you know, don't sort of have that common sense to, to be good. And that makes me angry. I don't know which one of those is more accurate, but uh, I do find it interesting that, that especially the three of us, all three of the, all the people that we've mentioned so far have been advocates of peace. Well, and, and they all have the same sort of, they were all the quiet strength. Yeah. They weren't the, I need to stand out. I need well, to be, they were. David Bowie wasn't the quiet strength. <laughs> well, no, but, but um, the, the, the match guy. Uh, Wayne Rogers and Ellen Wayne Rogers and, was and, quiet and, strength. And, uh, was quiet strength. Mr. Oh, Rogers okay, was yeah. definitely yeah. quiet strength. Yeah. Um, it, 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 I do find it interesting. Um, is there anybody else that you guys can, that, that you guys, because I can go on forever and a day about people that have inspired me, but uh, I want to hear more from the two of you. Uh, Holly, how about you? Is there somebody else you'd like to talk about? Uh... It doesn't have to be a dead person. It can be somebody still alive. <laughs> <laughs> Like Alan Alda, Alan Alda, Alan Alda is still alive. <laughs> um, well, thinking back to when, when I was thinking about back to people who had passed that had inspired me, uh, they, there was another one, uh, Robin Williams. Yeah. Who, that and that was his, his passing really hit me hard. Mm-hmm. Is he was he was my childhood basically. I mean, I think I've seen every one of his movies, even the really, really bad ones later on. <laughs> what <laughs> really, really his... bad ones? Flubber was fantastic. <laughs> okay, I loved Flubber. No, I actually haven't seen Toys. You haven't seen Toys? I think that's the only one I haven't seen, though. Which one was uh, Toys? Toys is the reason that he wasn't the genie in the second Aladdin movie. I don't remember, I don't remember Toys. I may have wiped it from my mind, though. Remind me. It, I, I have no idea. Toys was a um, magical realism abstract film that he did. He was really passionate about it. Um, and he it came out around the same time as Aladdin. And he told Disney, I want in my contract that my character will not be billed as the main character. I will not take up more than 30% of the poster, etc., etc., because I don't want me being in Aladdin to detract from the fact that I'm in this great movie, Toys. Oh yes, toys. I see. And yeah, then I toys flopped out because it was weird and trippy and strange, and no one it. got it. Um, and he blamed Disney because Disney broke the contract and advertised the heck out of Robin Williams as the genie. Yeah, the the in Aladdin. You mean him as the genie in Aladdin, or him as the genie in Toys? 
in, in London. Because is he a genie in toys as well? well? No, no, because the toy, the poster of toys is front and center, his face wearing a hat that has That's a picture cool. on it of his face that has a hat that has a picture on it of his face that has a hat that has a picture of it on his face. It's like recursive. It's recursive Robin Williams on the it's, on the poster. Uh, it's it's a surrealistic film. Okay, gotcha. It's it's weird. I think he was a, he was a toy inventor, wasn't he? He was like a he was like a billionaire genius, like 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 Steve Jobsian. Uh, I don't know much about or, the actual or, plot. Or, or Willy Wo- Wonkian. Willy, Willy yeah. He was like a... Basically, he was he was, he was was to toys as Willy Wonka was to chocolate. This basically was, was basically the, 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 the toys movie. I, from the poster, I got a very Willy Wonka feeling yeah. to it. Yeah, I remember, I remember it now. I... Ooh, I cannot... It's been forever since I've seen that. I think I'll watch it with you, Holly. <laughs> Yeah, I've never seen it. So, movie night. Uh, uh, but anyways, um, yeah, Robin Williams. Uh, Robin Williams was a, was definitely a fan. What what about him uh, inspired you? Um, his upbeat attitude, which uh, is ironic. I I know, I I know, but but this is what inspired me when I was younger. That and I, it still does. I mean, he still had a fun upbeat attitude. Well, and, and that that people that suffer from depression often do. That's their that's their sort of defense. And, yeah. and and a lot of the great comedic minds of any era are minds that battle with mental mental illness, mental disability. Depression yeah. is a big one. That, that's also why it was re- it was really hard on me when, when I found out because I always appreciated what an easygoing guy he was. Mm-hmm. How he never seemed to let anything get him down, and then that just—the man who brought joy to so many couldn't bring joy to himself. Yeah, that just—that really hit me hard. Yeah, because I mean, it's whenever I was sick or what, I'd I'd watch a Robin Williams movie. I yeah, I completely understand. Um, a lot of people felt the same way, myself included. Uh, and it was it was it, it particularly sad. I wouldn't say it was ironic. I would not. I would. No. I would not. I would not. You know, degrade what he went through by calling it ironic because it it, it was tragic. Yes, and unfortunately, a very a very a very constant reality for a lot of people. Though a lot of good came out of it in um, suicide awareness and suicide prevention. Even 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 in death. Robin Williams continues to help people. Yeah. And I think that I think that that is a legacy worth respecting and worth being, you know, worth admiring. Um, yeah, no, Rob, Robin Williams is a fantastic person to to bring up. Uh, uh what about you Austin? Anybody else? Oh, well, there's another person that um Here's a more interesting one. Uh Michael Jackson. After you were making fun of him earlier. <laughs> <laughs> that one actually kind of surprises me. Well, that you break that up. It doesn't Michael surprise Jackson, me. Jackson, he had a lot of problems from his yes. childhood, from his childhood. <laughs> there were a lot of problems in his life, but what he became in his adulthood was a, a, a individual who decided, you know what, I don't have to be what 
everybody wants me to be. I can I can do my own thing. I can, you know. And there were definitely ways he took it to an extreme. He he lived in his own little fantasy world. But there was something about there, there there's something appealing about <clears throat> just because you're grown up, just because you're you were in the eyes of authority doesn't mean you have to be like everyone else. He revolutionized um, the music industry and the entertainment industry in massive ways. Um, be, and maybe it spawned from him not having a childhood, but you can't deny what he did with, with purely from the strength of this is my vision and I will see my vision. I don't know. He, uh, he's definitely uh, not definitely somebody worth talking about in this. Not just because uh, of you know uh, who he eventually became, but he he he's the king of pop for a reason. Um, he uh, not only a fantastic musician, but also a very inspirational person. Um, he, he, and it was it was it was it was sort of it was very sad how his life ended and how how he how the the he ended up being represented by the media uh, in his later years and I definitely think it was it was a, it was a case of of you know in his not having a childhood causing severe mental mental you know damage he, he was diagnosed as having the uh, it was it called the, Peter the mental st- standing of like a ten year old yeah. Like as an as as a fifty year old, he you know he had the the mind of a ten year old, um, and that's very sad. And it led to a lot of it led to a lot of you know. Mm-hmm. And a- it, accusations. it's sad because that's that's what he became remembered for. Not that, not that he used music to tell stories in ways that a lot of people. His stories were more than just you know a straight ballad. It was. Here's a message. Yeah. And here's a music video that tells a story. Um, if you watch other contemporary music videos to his music videos, they are weird. They are strange. They don't seem to have a purpose other than, you know, weird aesthetics. Yeah. Um, but Michael Jackson is probably one of the most visionary people in terms of, here's what I want to do, and I will do it. And no one can stop me. Also, his 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 sort of legacy as an inspirational musician is is still felt in in the music industry today. Bruno Mars uh, is is very much a, a a would be Michael Jackson, and his style is very reminiscent of of you know late later adult Michael. Um, and you know more power to him because he 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 does a very good job at almost being Michael Jackson. Uh, and, and modern dance. Uh, yeah, I mean he's he. He definitely has that. He has that style down. Um, I don't think he, he he won't. You can't really capture that twice. But if he had been born earlier, he may have been the first Michael. He may have been you know Michael Jackson. Um, and that style, that that sort of very m- melding of expert dance uh, with with very you know catchy music. And meaningful lyrics uh, is something that uh, there's 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 a lot of it now, um, and quite frankly, that's not a bad problem to have. 
Um, talking about talking about comedians uh, that that were particularly influential. This one again, I'm hearing things dragging around. <laughs> um, but George Carlin um, uh, was of you know along the same lines of Robin Williams was a very 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 influential comedian for different reasons for very different reasons. Um, George Carlin taught people how to think, um, and 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 not just not just regular, you know, not not just uh, you know, look look both ways before you cross the street. But he taught people to question, to be cynical. He was very very much along the same lines as as Socrates, as a matter of fact, uh, in, in ancient Greece, teaching people how to question, teaching people how to. You know, use your critical thinking skills to use your brain, not just accept everything that's told to you. Um, his entire stand-up style was based on not accepting what you've been told. Not accepting what the government, the media, other, you know, the, the celebrities, anybody that just comes out on a podium and says, Hello everybody, I'm here to tell you this, this is what I'm telling you, bye. To not just accept it at face value. Uh, to to be cynical, to be in, inquisitive, to be investigative, to to dig deeper for the for the truth. Maybe what they were saying was the truth, but don't accept it until you can prove it. Um, and he did that all under the guise of, "Ha ha! Look at this! Isn't this funny?" Um, which is brilliant, and one of the very few ways to get people to listen. Quite frankly. <laughs> I don't know if either one of you are familiar at all with, with George Carlin, but I'm, I've never heard of him. I've before. heard of him a lot as a, you know, a, a, a as as a what's the word as a comedian who does um, poke fun at more at, at subjects you don't talk about. Um, yeah, I've never actually heard his routines though. He he talks about. Okay, so I'm going to have to introduce both of you to George Carlin because Holly, I'm confident you would enjoy his comedy. Austin, you might—I don't know if you'd enjoy it, but I know you'd appreciate it. Um, He—he—one of his favorite, one of his famous uh, comedy bits is the seven words you can't say on TV, and he has a list of words that you can't say on TV. I've heard of that one. Yeah, and he—he lists them off, and he starts talking about them, and, and basically the whole point of the bit is why are these particular seven words? not available to be said on TV. And he sort of uses that as a framing device for arbitrary restrictions and arbitrary censorship and arbitrary rules by making you think about why the word fuck can't be said on TV when 15,000 other words can be said on TV. Why is that one rule bad? What does it represent? It represents having sex. Why is since when is having sex bad? It's how you make kids. It's how we it's how we move the population forward. It's how we it's how we survive as a species. What's wrong with that? Um, and and he 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 takes that that sort of very small concept and then extrapolates it out, and it's like, yeah. So here's that. Why do we you know why are we 
arbitrarily have to do this? Why do we arbitrarily have to do that? Why are, tweez why are tweezers considered illegal? Meanwhile, this guy over here can bring 50 feet of hemp rope on the plane, you know? Um, and, and he takes nitpicky, what, what a lot of people would consider to be nitpicky points, and makes them apply to so much in our everyday lives. And it's it's he's he's a very he's a very sort of he's a he's the he's the best kind of comedian in that he's a comedian that makes you think uh not only does he make you think he makes you think about the world around you and about society at large and why we do some of the things that we do and if doing them is in fact for the better um he's one of the people that made me that made me start to think that made me he, he like if, if it hadn't been for for me finding george carlin in in middle school i probably would have never passed any critical thinking classes um he, he like logic is his domain and logic was his was his goal I'm 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 very sad that neither one of you have ever heard of him before. I, I mean, I've, you've you've heard of him I mean, before. I've he's, heard of him, and I know I know his. I know him from a historical standpoint. I don't yeah. know from a having listened to his stuff standpoint. You've seen him in things like he he's been in a lot of movies that I know you guys have seen. Oh yeah. Um. Like I've, I don't know if you, have you either. You seen Dogma? No. Yes. He he was the he was the uh, the bishop in Dogma. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm familiar. I've seen that movie several times. Yeah, he was the guy who revealed Buddy Christ with the uh, with the thumbs up. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's George Carlin, and he, you know, he comes from a very interesting background of being raised, you know, in a he, like he went to school in a Catholic school, um, up through up through high school, up until college, he was in Catholic school in in New York. Um, with the nuns and the rulers, uh, and he, he, he uses that experience to, to talk about things. Um, very similar to, to Eddie Izzard in a lot of respects. Um, not, not necessarily stylistically, but thematically. Um, Eddie Izzard being another person that I would, not, not, not personally, but I know he is an inspiration to a lot of people. Um, Again, for, for for very similar reasons to David Bowie, um, in that he I don't, I don't know if either one of you know who Eddie Izzard is either. Um, and I know him about as well as so I know George uh, Carlin. Eddie Eddie Izzard is a is a uh, uh, transvestite com comedian. Uh, he shows up to a lot of his uh, performances in drag, full makeup, full dress. Uh, in fact, he, did, he he's done several comedy specials in French, um, even though he's he's English. Um, and he's all about owning who you are and not being afraid of people making fun of you and you know, not letting people use who you are as a weapon against you, which is very much in line with David Bowie um, and you know, very much in line with a lot of the, a lot of the people that we've been talking about today, tonight. Um, interesting that I, I, never, I never really thought I'd put Eddie Izzard and Mr. Rogers in the same sentence together, but there I have. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> you know, educating people as what in whatever way you can. Um, that's very interesting. Now that I think about it. Anyways, that that's enough about people that I'm talking about. Uh, Holly, do you have anybody else? 
Uh, I, I think those are my big ones. There. Austin, do you have anybody else? Uh, Michael Jackson and Mr. Rogers are the two main ones that come to mind. <laughs> Again, did, wouldn't think you'd have Mr. Rogers and Michael Jackson in the same sentence. That's there. another one. Yeah, that's that's another interesting interesting combination uh, for 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 a thing. Um, there's there's so many, and 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 because because today is what it has been, I've been thinking about it again and more and more and, and more and more people Alan Alda who Alan Alda who inspired me to be an actor Alan Alda is the reason why I'm an actor because he wasn't your typical hero he wasn't your especially as Hawkeye in in MASH he was not your typical alpha male macho lead character he was intelligent he was not a fighter uh, he he was he was a, a a surgeon and always backed down from conflict. Most of the time, backed down from conflict. I think one or twice he didn't. Um, backed down from conflict, but never like ne- never run never run away. He, he yeah. purposefully like like uh, one of one of his one of his famous one of his one of his you know memorable dia- piece of dialogue was he was being asked to defend himself against North Korean snipers who were firing on him and him and Colonel Potter. And his exact statement was, I will treat their wounds, heal their wounds, bind their wounds, but I will not inflict their wounds. Um, and, you know, the response was, you, you, hate, you love life that little, I hate guns that much. Um, My big one was the, that I remember him for is the, uh, I will not carry a gun. Yeah, I, I will... Yeah. I'll carry a torch, carry a song, carry a tune, carry forward, carry backwards. I'll even Harry carry if you show me how, but I will not carry a gun. Uh, it, it, it was his his entire sort of purpose in life was to heal. Was to and, and the irony that he was in the army. Yeah, that he was in a war. So. Uh, well, no, he wasn't. He, he wasn't in the army to to kill. He was in the army to heal. He was a doctor. He was a surgeon. Yeah, no, but that, that that's the irony. He's in he's in the army to be to a surgeon. Heal. Yeah, yeah. That and and the his outlook on life that the way he approached all this death and suffering and pain was to make jokes, was to be silly and be stupid to to make people forget that they're in pain by making them laugh. Uh, which is the way I try to approach life. I'm not as good at it because I make stupid jokes, but um, yep. But I try. Uh, that that in particular has been a very very formative part of my my you know childhood. Um, uh, there's so many. Uh, <laughs> well, when you think about it, you think about oh well. This little bit here and this little bit here, and you know, I, I really admire the way this person did that thing. Yeah. Well, the, it, we we are made up. We are made up of all these little moments, of all these little characteristics that these you know dozens of people uh, influence us over our lives, especially in our formative years. So many people uh, influence the way we walk, the way we talk, the way we think of ourselves, the way we envision ourselves. Um, and we don't really recognize yeah. the full extent of it until they're not there anymore. Exactly. So I guess the the, the real thing that I would like to, you know, in addition to reflecting on on David Bowie and Wayne Rogers, Shirley Temple, Mister Rogers, Michael Jackson, uh, 
Freddie Mercury, who you know, Freddie Mercury made me think I could made made me made me realize how little I can actually sing, but how much I want to. Uh, by reflecting on these people and 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 remembering them and remembering how they've influenced us, I hope that you can find the people that are still alive that influence you that make you want to be a better person that make you want to do something better or do something important uh realize who they are and thank them while you can because unfortunately death comes for everybody and it's not a pretty thing to talk about it's not a nice thing to talk about and it's something that we all wish wasn't true but we have to so I think that's uh, unless you guys have anything else you'd like to add no we've pretty much summed up mm-hmm. I, I feel like I need to go like hug myself for a few hours <laughs> or, or like go get ice cream or something I know right I feel like so depressed right now I know it, it, that, that's, that's how I feel um <laughs> But it's important, you know? It's, it's important that we, that we feel that way. It's important that even though we're scared, we still move forward. And we still have the conversations that need to be had. Well, it's not even necessarily scared. Hmm? I mean, there, there's different views about death. I'm terrified. <laughs> I guess in in the in the end, as David Bowie did, be fearless and dance with the children. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that'll be it for for the day. That that was a, that was a good hour of discussion. Um, so if you like what you heard, or you're sobbing in a corner uncontrollably, whichever, uh, or you could be both, or both. Uh, please feel free to follow us here at uh, sinstaku.pondbead.com uh, for the Shenanicast as well as our other actual plays that we do. Uh, we do a Simpler Life actual play, and uh, which is a Mass Effect RPG uh, actual play series, and we do um, a Simpler Life actual play, which is a Warcraft RPG uh, actual play series. Um, particularly with the with the with the Simpler Life, we have uh, we we have um, new new audio equipment and people are whispering in the background while I'm trying to do a spiel. Uh, you said simpler life for the Mass Effect one. Did I what? You, you, called, said... the, you called the Mass Effect campaign a simpler life. Oh. Not Space Cowboys. Uh, Space Cowboys is the Sorry. Mass Effect campaign. Thank you. No, no. Thank you for correcting me. Space Cowboys is the Mass Effect campaign. Simpler life is the Warcraft RPG. Um, the war, for, for a simpler life, we have new audio gear. Uh, so please uh, listen to that and give us feedback. You can send us feedback at uh, at financialfilms at gmail dot com. Um, you can also check out everything else that we do on our website at financialfilms dot com and on our Patreon page at patreon dot com slash fsfilms. We, we have finally updated the website. Yay! Have you updated it for all the stuff that right went up today? Now. Did you update it for all the stuff that went up today? Uh, I have not updated it yet. I will have, I will update it. <laughs> so it is no longer up to date. <laughs> I typically update it's it first thing in the morning. It's almost updated. Yeah, that's fine. Um, but it's also where uh, where I I put my blog, uh, which today was titled uh, "Ground Control to Ma- or, Sorry, today was titled "Can You Hear Me, Major Tom?" Um, 
and, and at the end had a little excerpt from Space Odyssey because it was interesting. Uh, I do want to I do want to touch on this before we before we close out. As I was typing up the blog, I got to the last line and Space Odyssey started playing on Pandora. As I was typing up the last few lines of the of the, of the blog, and I and I mentioned it in the blog, and it was a live recording from from the 1970s. And as I hit publish, David Bowie said, thank you. It was very spooky. That's really, like, that just gave me chills. I know. Like, down my spine there. Like, as, uh, you know, I, I, I just got done doing this very heartfelt blog post uh, talking about, you know, subject on the very same line that we've been talking about today. And I hit publish, and the music ends. And all I hear is thank you, and it goes to the next track. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> tears down my face. Um, oh, yeah. So thank you all very much for listening to us. Thank you for making this possible, all of our Patreon supporters. Uh, thank you to Antitonic, who donates at $25 a month. Thank you to Chris Comfort, who donates $25 a month. Thank you to Pie, who donates at $15 a month. And thank you to everybody else that donates at $5 or less. Um, any amount helps. Uh, thank you all very much uh, so yeah uh, now is where we say goodbye say goodbye to everybody bye everybody and we will go sob quietly in the night ground control to major tom ground control to major tom Take your protein pills and put your helmet on. Ground control to Major Tom. Seven, six. Commencing countdown engines on. Three, two. Check ignition and may God's love be with you.